0: Hello and welcome law firm owners to another episode of the wildly successful law firm podcast. I'm your host, Nermeen Chassani. Very excited to share this episode I actually first wrote down the topic for this episode back in May of this year, but I know I had been thinking about it for a lot longer than that, so I'm really excited to actually be able to put this information out for you. Now, this is the last season that this podcast is going to be in this format. The podcast isn't going away, but it's going to become more Q&A style. But as this is one of the last seasons, I wanted to make sure that it was super packed with lots of valuable information that is actionable and easy for you to do even while you're listening to this podcast while working out or at at an airport somewhere or in the car somewhere so really listen into what i'm sharing in this episode and make sure especially for this episode that you are subscribed to the newsletter because in the newsletter that i send out that goes with these podcast episodes i'm sharing visuals and this is a very visual intense episode so, I don't want you to miss something because you're not subscribed to the newsletter. So, to get subscribed, all you do is go to my website, www.ws lawyers.com. So, ws lawyers with an s.com and at the bottom of the screen you will see the email opt-in go ahead and opt in there if you're not already on the email newsletter okay so let's get to today's topic which is all about the case roadmap this is so incredibly important and i see law firm owners completely missing this step in their client management process not just from when they are a lead to the entire way through and the thing is that how a case actually runs through your office is going to determine the steps the processes the team members involved and a whole bunch of things that are going to trigger from there so if you don't have this clean and figure it out and if it looks disgusting like a bowl of spaghetti and it's just a whole mess and you don't have clean lines and processes then let this be the opportunity for you to really think about what your case processes are and how you how a case runs through your office so let's start now a case roadmap is exactly what it sounds like how Does the client go from current paying client to now their case is complete and it's done? It sounds really simple, but there's a lot of steps in it. And the balance that you wanna find here is making sure that the steps are clear for the client, which means it's grandparent friendly, it's eight-year-old friendly, you're not assuming that your clients are lawyers, which all of you do, yes, you do. And On the other side, you wanna balance it with making sure that it's not so informative with all of these like, oh, but wait, this could happen and that could happen and that thing could happen and we don't know. And so the roadmap now looks like just throw up and it's disgusting and no no one understands it. You don't even understand it because you've created so many nuances inside of it. So you want to give a big picture overview that is truthful and takes into consideration the nuances of what might happen sometimes. So why the case roadmap is so important is that when you have clients, especially when it comes to how you communicate with your clients, you want to be able to manage their expectations. All of you don't do a good job at managing your client expectations because they hear one thing oh yeah it's just one contract to review it's just one person's immigration application it's just one court hearing it's just this one little line in my marital settlement agreement that's what they think and they think it should be easy and done in like an hour and then when it's not done, you now have upset clients calling your office 100 times, leaving you negative reviews. Yep, those three and four star reviews should have been five star reviews. The frustration caused to your entire team really falls down to you as the CEO of the business not really understanding how important it is to explain the case steps and the processes so you know I love using this analogy you should know by now imagine you're in the dentist's chair you have just gotten this news that you've got to have your molars removed right your wisdom teeth removed so It's one thing for the dentist to be like, oh, I need to remove your molars, open your mouth, I'm gonna numb you right now, and I'm gonna pop out those two molars in the back and you're about to go through very extensive surgery. That's too fast for you. You're thinking, I've got a four o'clock and then I gotta pick pick up my kids. There's no way I can do this, right? So that's way too fast. And then the way too slow side and the way too not enough information side is, well, we'll just see you in a couple weeks. Call us if there's any pain. Otherwise, we'll see you in a couple weeks and we'll write you up a prescription. And you're like, what? Am I covered by insurance? Can you tell me what's wrong with them? Like, they weren't hurting last week. Are you sure I have to? Like, you have all these questions and nothing's been answered And they're just telling you hey this is the next step in like the the most vague detail imaginable right how do you feel sitting in that dentist chair you're probably thinking i need to gtfo i need to find another dentist because i want a second opinion i don't think that i need to have my wisdom teeth taken out and i don't have time to go through a major surgery like this which by the way for for dental procedures it's a it's a major procedure to get done so if you are putting yourself in that dentist chair and if you are thinking about how you would feel if this happened to you i want you to know that that is actually how your clients feel not just during the consult process but after they've hired you and then a month after they've hired you and then two months after they've hired you because they have no idea where they are in this process they didn't go to law school they have no idea what the next step is they are so lost they there is no google maps for them to say what's the next step in my legal process no you're supposed to be their google maps you're supposed to give them step-by-step directions but you don't and then they're confused and then they're calling into your office and then they're frustrated and they're upset And you've got shitty reviews and you're just like I don't want to do this I'm getting burned out okay we all know those lawyers and you've probably been that lawyer at some point and I don't want you to go through that so the case map is unbelievably important I am going to talk you through a couple examples that I've created for this week's episode specifically and I want you to know, listen, you gotta look at the visuals on the newsletter. It's going to help significantly in your brain. Okay, we're gonna start with an estate planning attorney. Let's say you're an estate planning attorney and your case map looks something like this. I'm gonna use this example, but I want you, I don't care what area of law you practice, don't get stuck in the specifics, okay? Because if I did the data analysis on your law firm, I could see that 80% of the time this is what happens. Do not get stuck in the 20% that doesn't happen. Okay, I'm gonna say that again because it's gonna come up. Do not get stuck in the 20% that's not going to happen. Focus on what happens 80 to 90% of the time in your firm. This is how cases flow through your firm. This is how a, pa- a, a new client becomes a past client, okay? All right, so let's do it. So you hire us, obviously, step number one, right? But you're going to make that clear with colorful boxes, with a very clear explanation, you hire us. And in phase one, here's what's involved is- with us as your estate planning attorneys. That typically takes three to four weeks. Notice I'm using the word typically, okay? It takes three to four weeks. And in phase one, here's what we cover. We meet once and you tell us what you would like, uh, what assets you have, what houses you have, what boats you have, what cars you have. We go through all of that information. That meeting usually takes about two hours. Then after that, we give you two weeks typically so that you can think about anything that's outstanding from meeting number one. Sometimes people want to go back and think about who the executor of the will will be or who will take care of the kids when we pass. These are not things that you need to know as soon as you hire us, but in fact, it's something that we will help you work through and that you have time to think about and decide about. Then we'll follow up with you after a couple of weeks of thinking. And then we're gonna put all of that information together in a beautiful first draft. And you will have time to look over that first draft. All of that typically happens with our office in the first three to four weeks. And when you hire us, that's also when you're going to make the first part of your payment due. It will be due before we start, and it's just half of the full amount that's due. Now, after we send you that first draft, we enter phase two, and that typically lasts three to six weeks. You get to go back and think and look over draft one, and then you're gonna send us changes, and there's always changes that you'll have. So once you have those changes, we will make them in the office, and then, we will have you come in person to do a final will signing. And that is also when your final payment will be due. So from start to finish, you are looking at on the shorter side, six weeks, and typically on the longest side, 12 weeks. Okay, if you are a client you have a really good picture now of how things are going to go you have information we're going to meet twice you're going to send me a couple drafts i'm going to have time to think about things this is really great i'm becoming very confident in this office to hire them not only that but if you present this with a visual during your consult the benefit of that is that your client gets to still remember this visual after the consult happens we don't remember the words but we will remember the image oh yeah that's right that was that process map that they had showed us yeah and not only that but I recommend that when you sign on a client and you are going through uh, a welcome packet of information with them whether you do this in person over a loom video however you choose to do this What I really want you to, um, what you could do also at this stage is you can share this visual again with them so that they have a copy of it. You can even say during your consult, why don't you take a photo of this page? I know sometimes you'll forget and you'll wanna know, hey, what phase are we in? What's going on right now? You always have that information available. How much trust and credibility has that attorney just created for you. Oh, I can take a picture of this process. You're gonna send me home with a picture of this process. I'm not in the dark. I have directions on what's going to happen with my will. Oh my goodness. Right, like it's very exciting for anyone who is sitting in that chair. They're not confused, they're not lost, there's a visual. You're walking them through the steps, you're touching the screen. Like you are helping them understand the process. Okay, now I know what's gonna happen is that you are going to get stuck in the weeds. Oh, what if there's a big tax issue on one of the properties? What if one of the properties hasn't cleared? What if this, what if that, again, You don't know that at this phase of the consult. It is just a consult. You're not sitting in the consult going through all of their property records saying, oh yeah, we're gonna have an issue with this one. You're really just giving high level information. You are using triggering words like typically, generally, usually, whatever your word is, right? Like just plop it in there and you can even add that to the visual usually three to six weeks. Also, please note, I gave time ranges. Time ranges are so powerful. If you notice, I didn't say 45 days, 20 days. No, three to six weeks. I could have said four to eight weeks. I could have said four to 12 weeks. And the person on the receiving side, that client is going to at least have an idea of, oh, okay, like, three to four weeks it's about a month okay if you say 12 weeks okay that's that's a quarter okay three months from now like they can actually think about it and see it on a calendar because when you start doing when you start using visuals and using terms like this you're connecting in there connecting the synapses in the, in their brain so that they are able to process this information better and they feel less overwhelmed and more able to trust you and have uh have see your credibility during the consult okay now all of these phases that i talked about you can structure all of your firm's processes around these phases you can say looking at a spreadsheet I hate spreadsheets but i know you all love them I prefer Airtable, but if you are using a spreadsheet or um, a whiteboard in your office, then you can have clients in phase one, clients in phase two, clients in phase three, and you will visually quickly be able to see, okay, the Smiths, the Johnsons, the Scotts, and the Patels, and the, the you know whoever else are in phase one and they've all made payment because we know they're in phase 1. Phase 2, okay, you know what the the Johnsons have been in phase two for, you know, the last 12 weeks. We need to get on a call with them. Like we need to nudge them along, reviewing of the the second draft. And you know, in phase three, okay, now there's a lot of people in phase three right now. So we were gonna have to really be careful how we schedule all of these final signings, making sure everything is fully prepared. You know, let's add some space. for for phase three so that we can spread out some of these signings a little better. However you choose to do it in your office, whatever visual you choose to use, just know that once you start talking to clients about these phases, you can talk to your team about these phases. You can think in terms of phases and it will help your brain so much because you have just given your brain a pattern. A box something to put this information into and for those of you who are like oh but I'm researching this really weird issue for a piece of property that's in New York and I've reached out to an attorney there okay that's still phase one correct because you're still researching you haven't even done draft one correct yes haven't done draft one okay so that weird little situation that can go into phase one what we're trying to do is to get all of these nuances and put them into big enough categories so that you and your team can function better so that you can understand where a case is in your office and how it's actually moving through your office please do not underestimate this it is so important i will tell you from personal experience many of you proceed through things inefficiently and you will have this is what will happen to a lot of people i know uh, a lot of attorneys that i work with someone will email them and it will get stuck in their inbox because they're not the best about going through their email inbox Or someone will have called them and they will have made a note on a sticky pad and that sticky pad is now somewhere on your desk of other stuff and you've not followed up with this person so by having these processes in place it's going to force you to think inside of them it's going to force you and your team to say what phase is that where are we with this one yada yada yada. it's also a really quick way of doing communication very fast because it just gives someone oh, okay this is where we are so if you're a business litigation attorney just think to yourself okay this is pre-deposition this is pre-filing for motion for summary judgment this is you know pre-trial like whatever phase you are in pre-discovery right like you can use all of these words to just help your team understand high level, oh, this is where it is. You can also say phase two contract review, right? Like if that's what it is for your office. So I did specifically talk on this podcast episode about estate planning attorneys. Obviously there are other attorneys besides estate planning attorneys. So I'm gonna share one more example where waiting is pretty common right so with a planning attorneys typically you're not waiting that long you've got people they're ready to get their will done you might have some weird nuances in the law but you should be able to move those clients start to finish pretty quickly you can do something similar um, for business trademark attorneys so let's say your start is you know you hire us and we meet on Zoom to review your trademark information. We take, we answer all these questions for you. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to figure out if we file for trademark, will it get approved? Because we don't want you to waste your money unnecessarily. So we're gonna do the information. That's step number one. And we'll meet, we'll research, and then we'll respond. And then we'll meet one more time as well, and then after we meet you'll let us know yes we feel that it's likely that you'll get this trademark uh you know there's it's likely it's more than 50 percent chances you should get it you know typically uh once we get all that information we then go to file the trademark that phase one process is usually 60 to 90 days again using words like typically Um, and giving ranges for time and having a visual going with this is going to help your clients understand a lot. What what they see is you're just filling out a form. That's what they see. So when you say, oh yeah, I charge $5,000, they're like, but it's just a bunch of questions. What do you mean you charge $5,000? You're not doing a good job of explaining, oh, we're gonna meet twice. We're gonna do the research. They need to see it step by step like think about a map when you when you say okay Google Maps get me from here to my home to wendy's to wherever you're going right it says step one go here step two you're gonna make it right here this is what we're doing we're giving them the step by step so that visually they can understand that it's not just i'm gonna get on in my car and then fly and get to wendy's in like three minutes no no i have a four minute wait at this one light then it looks like there's some traffic on the highway like google's managing our expectations You need to manage your clients expectations in that same way okay okay then let's say we've got a waiting phase right phase two waiting that typically takes three to six months plus so now we've already filed the trademark we're just waiting for a decision to come back in usually it takes three to six months i typically with my office because we file trademarks in a way that doesn't require them to come back with follow-ups no additional information is needed etc etc we typically see ours come back in four months if you don't see anything come if you don't hear from us it's because we're still in this waiting period but we are still talking to them we are still working with you on your trademark we've not disappeared you know we're just waiting for the trademark office to let us know what their decision is yay or nay and then after that, we have the final phase, which is you get your trademark, and that's just going to be one of the most wonderful days of your life. And you're going to have this trademark, and we're going to call you up, and then we're going gonna to mail the official documents to you, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So that is... Phase three. Again, where there are phases of waiting, you're not skipping over the waiting. You're not going to be shady about the waiting. You're not going to say, okay, our job is done. We filed the trademark. No, no, you are reassuring them. This is part of the process. It does take time. We don't control the time, but we do everything we can to make sure that once they get your petition, once they get your form, once they get your application, whatever it is, that we've done such a good job with it with all the documents, all the evidence, all the all the things that are needed to show that you have a valid trademark and to make sure that they don't come back with any but what ifs. And because we've met twice, that allows us to make sure that that waiting period is only a waiting period and that we've done everything we can to make the decision easy for that trademark official or that trademark officer. So I really want you to think about how a case flows in your office, how a client goes from starting with you to finishing. Do not get caught up in the, especially for immigration attorneys, don't get caught up in the, oh, but what if it comes back as a request for evidence or what if there's a criminal history or what if there's this or what if there's that? Again, we're putting time ranges on things. If you want, you can make your time range bigger and you can say typically phase one takes, you know, 90 days to 120 days. You can say that. That's okay. You can also put it as the number of months, three to four months. Like put it into context for them. And and the other benefit is if you know, like for your team. Remember, as a CEO, you want to keep cases moving, right? You may not have, um, you know, a, a lead paralegal or a managing paralegal. You might just have a couple of people and you might be overlooking them, and that's okay, but you wanna make sure that you've got these time ranges on there so that if they're approaching 90 days, if they're approaching 120 days and it's still sitting there and you've not heard from the client, that case doesn't go stale, and now you end up with a negative review because the client says, oh, they never followed up with me. And your argument is gonna be, but I met with you and you were supposed to get me these documents. That's not gonna fly. Right? The state bar is not gonna be okay with that, whatever state you're in, because it's your responsibility to make sure that you are following up with the client, you're getting the documents, you're staying on them. We all know that there's gonna be some people, maybe 20 to 30 percent, that you will need to heavily follow up with. But a majority of people, they wanna move their cases through your office. They wanna, they wanna get this stuff filed. They wanna like, they want this done. So just keep that in mind as you are going through this. Don't focus on the minority. Focus on the majority of what happens. And I really want you to sit down and like think about it like Google Maps. Okay, someone signs on with me. What's the next step? I put the money in the bank. Okay, great. Then I move money over to Alta. Okay, great. Then what's the next step? Then then you set up a second appointment, a uh, first appointment with them. Okay, great. Then what happens? Like write it all down and then try to group all of this together. Again, if you're on the newsletter, I've gone through more attorneys than just estate planning and, um, and trademark attorneys to show you what the visual can look like that you should be sharing with your clients. It's huge, it's a service to them by having these visuals. It's a big deal to share visuals with them and it really just helps their brain process. Think about if I was to describe the sun to you versus you just seeing a photo of the sun. If I were to describe this big yellow thing that's very warm and it sits above in the sky, no, if you saw a photo of the sun, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's the sun. With my words, you're like, what is she describing? I have no idea. But if you have visuals that you can show clients and i don't mean like throw in the application or the petition or like anything i mean use like things that people are used to looking at red light green light right a stopwatch to indicate the time uh, a pen to indicate like documents being filed or signing of documents so try to use these things that we are generically aware of and I cannot stress this enough, but understanding how a case works through your office is unbelievably important. And you have got to figure this out, not just to sell the client, but it's also to manage the client relationship so it doesn't get sloppy and messy, and to manage your team around where the client is in the process in your office. And if you can all get on the same vocabulary, you have just created so much brain energy, so much brain space, that this is more important than I would say like your personal filing system how you label things in dropbox how you label files how you save files how to resave files like all of that is important but this is like a hundred times more important and i really don't want you to ignore this episode take the time write down the steps make sure you're going through it and yeah i think that is everything I wanted to share for this episode and my goodness I did go longer than I expected so thank you for listening in law firm owners um make sure you check out this week's newsletter make sure that you are able to take the time to go over this Thanksgiving's coming up it might be a really great time to sit down and think about your processes And if you're really stuck on this, send me an email and we'll see if we can work together to figure out what your process is and how a case flows through your office from a potential new client to a past client. Thank you so much, law firm owners. Have a great week and I will have one more episode coming out next week before Thanksgiving. All right, see you then.